0: Hey, what's up everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. We're back with Ricardo Zoidl, two-time Austrian national champion. I couldn't get out of him what he's eating during the races. He wouldn't tell us that, but I love what his pre-race dinner is. And he's the second guy to talk about a low-fiber diet before the race. That's towards the end, but we get into the personalization of training. When has he learned the most? He's really open and honest about the mistakes he made at Trek and doing too much and focusing on race weight too much. We talk about fasted training, riding too much, which if you follow me on Strava, you know I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> uh, making mistakes to really learn about yourself, though, and the small thing that had a big effect on his performance. So if you didn't see the first one, watch that first. This is part two. Part three will be coming soon. Ricardo, drop in knowledge, man. We appreciate you. It is very interesting of like, you know, <laughs> man, you make a lot of great points in that statement. It's... um it's funny when two athletes do want to compare their schedule or they want to compare like, why does, why does that workout seem to work better for me? Or like, why does this person do that workout more often? And it's just like, you got to figure out what you respond to and what, what's really making you ready on race day. It go, like goes full circle to when you're talking about, you know, before you even had a coach, like just doing what made you feel fast and that you could then go race on the weekend and be like, okay, I'm getting better from this. Ah, I'm not feeling so hot from that. Or it's so personalized. It's, um, which I think is is the one thing about coaching and being involved in endurance sports is just like, you see so many different, I mean, types of people, obviously, but just so many types of athletes and it always keeps it fresh for sure. When When do you think, so you know, you raced a lot, you've always been riding. When do you think you learn the most, maybe as a bike racer, but also like you're clearly into understanding your training? Was there a point when you really felt like you started soaking up more knowledge or being able to utilize the things that you were learning from someone to make your training that much better? Like, was there any point in time, and maybe it was when you started working with a coach or or you know talking to your buddies like anything that sticks out um i learned the last
1: year i learned a lot in covid i was i was i was crazy about podcasts, podcast and because I, I want to know everything but when i come back from track i i was uh because in track i did a lot of mistakes uh then i killed my my career actually because uh first of all in the first year it was okay but then I want to push it too much. I want to be much better. I want to be much lighter. I was pushing, pushing, pushing. And then in the end, it was, it it destroyed me almost because, uh, uh, I was really, really bad. Then. I mean, when I look back, I'm really surprised how I, how I should survive the, the season because, uh, I was not eating enough. I was trying every diet. It, I did so much mistakes. And then slowly, when I come back on the continental level, I start again uh, to make good results. And then I came back in the World Tour again. So because uh, I learned a lot of uh, mistakes and I changed a lot and be uh, much careful with the food and not too crazy about the food anymore. Just to mm-hmm. uh, and that helped me quite a lot to to come back in the World Tour again. It's also not so easy when you come one one time down and to come to step up again uh but there in fact i do a really really lot
0: of what do you think were some of the biggest mistakes that you made and i don't want to forget to ask you this what do you think is a good way for an athlete to find their race weight or a healthy weight because this has come up with a couple other pros that i've talked to where they're like Man, I just got obsessed with it, and I got too light, and I just... It's like it was okay for a little bit, and you—and they felt fast, but they couldn't maintain it. And then they came to the same conclusion, like, it's just not worth it. It's this horrible roller coaster that's not healthy. Yes. Uh, in In
1: the season, I was really eating not enough, and then in the off season, I immediately, five, six, seven kilos, I, I gained immediately, so.
0: So how do you know you but, weren't eating enough, just because of the weight that you gained afterwards, or was there something that you were feeling that like felt off? I felt that first of all, uh, my heart rate was not rising up anymore, so it
1: was always, I had no energy, if your, heart, if your, like the chain is low, then also your heart rate will be low, and you cannot and also, I had struggled to perform in the high-intensity efforts. Also, then I saw also with the doctor that my testosterone level went really down all the year. Was not was not feeling good. And the last two years, I really found the perfect diet uh, for me because I didn't look at all. I just eat, and I tell you, in the off-season, maybe I gained half a kilo, but I eat so much shit. But I was okay. I'm I'm really looking to the to the food. I try to eat good food, not not really shit or a lot of chips or. Mm-hmm. But I eat a lot of chocolate or this and that, and honestly, I have the whole year the same weight, almost almost race weight. So eat more, really eat more carbs, <laughs> because from the, a lot of people don't uh, don't know how much actually you burn, mm-hmm. even on an endurance side, mm-hmm. you burn. A lot of carbs, Mm -hmm. and uh, I I don't. uh, For me, for example, the this this low carb uh, was not good for me in the end. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't do it anymore. Uh, I like to go sometimes. I do faster training sometimes because in the winter or if you have when you have snow and you have to do on the rollers, I do one hour before breakfast and I do two three hours so I can split a little bit. But uh, I came completely away from this. And now I'm focusing more on how I'm, how I can get enough energy to really push the energy. Mm-hmm. And that really, really helped me. I felt, I felt so good in the training, after the training, in
0: life. I'm not so tired anymore. It's really amazing. Really. It's, uh. You're the second guy that is just like, well, maybe I'll do fasted training every once in a while. But there was definitely in the U.S. like this obsession with like you got to be fasting. If you're not intermittent fasting, you're doing it wrong. And I tried it just to, you know, I like to try new things and whatever. And it just, I, the reason I stopped doing it, I don't mind that there's not a tangible thing that I couldn't measure or put a metric to. Like I understand that there's supposedly the benefits that are like things going on in my body that are good. But at the end of the day, I just felt bad. And I just wasn't happy. And I was, it, it just, it just didn't work for me. Um I gave it a fair shot for a couple months. And I was like, I'm good with this. I'm gonna, that one's not for me. And you can't do everything, you know, now with the internet, it's like, you've got Bobby who's doing his thing. And then he reads that this person's doing this, and this person's doing this, and this person's doing this, and he's got to do all of them now. And it's like, just too much at once. And um, what do you th- what do you think were some of the biggest mistakes? Were there mistakes outside of the nutrition side at track that you look back on that you would have done differently? Uh, I was doing too much,
1: hmm.
0: actually. Uh, too many hours or too many intervals or, or both. So yeah. actually, when
1: my trainer sent me three or four hours, I do always one hour class,
0: always. Four. Yeah, always. Damn it! And you're then- making me feel guilty because I <laughs> I do that all the time.
1: <laughs> and uh, also with the intervals, when he says 300 watts, I go to 330, 340, mm. pushing the numbers, pushing the, the intervals. And especially with the tempo stuff, because sometimes, in the first year was not so not so much, but after two, three years, he was pushing a lot of his tempo. And uh, that killed me, because sometimes, I don't know, three days before a stage race, with is five hours with three times, 30-minute uh, tempo with 30-30, 500, but three days before a one-week stage race. And that sometimes killed me because then I do six hours and then I do more and then you come. Then <laughs> I also learned you have to really come fresh, fresh to the races. That's really, really, really important.
0: For a stage and, race or for a uh, race?
1: Every race, I think. And uh, I did also with uh, one doctor.
0: Define. Fre- sorry came. to cut you off. Define fresh. Like, what do you? What's your kind of? What do you have a run up to a race that you would like to follow, like a protocol? Uh Let's say you're I racing on. My... Sa- Let's say you're racing on Saturday. What does that week look like before? I. I I'm,
1: I'm. I I listen to my body actually because okay. it depends what you do the last months for example now i have on thursday my first race so i start yesterday the one week before a little bit to go i train good but i I don't go crazy in the training now Mm -hmm. i also i I ride more easy in between the intervals i don't push it to the to the edge Mm -hmm. and this week i slowly it, 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 I cannot really add another really protocol, I, I just how I feel, because it depends what you do the the last month, or you did a race, mm-hmm. okay, if you have to run a race to race, you don't need to, uh, do mm-hmm. so much, uh, uh, you do always one, two, or three days, easy after a race, or a state race, depends, also depends how the race was. Uh, that's,
0: and, uh, no, that's really good to hear, because I think, you know, we put out blogs and stuff. And I put out like a taper. And I'm like, this is a generic taper, like, and I think the two things that I tried to highlight for people is number one, you don't need to you want to have some efforts in there. Like if you're feeling good, don't just shut it down for a total for a week and go in super fresh so that then you get there and your legs are like, Whoa, what's going on. But at the same time, like you're trying to shed the fatigue, but look at what you've done. And that's, I love that you said this. And I always, every podcast, I swear, people are like, it's going to seem like I'm paying somebody to say this, but there will be athletes that will reach out. And I've had a friend that he was always like, Hey, I've got this race in a week. What should I do? And I'm like, well, I don't know what you've done. So it's hard for me to tell you where to go. Like, do you need more rest or have you not done enough? Like you've only got a week, like you're kind of at where you're at. How do we keep the sword sharp? And Uh, I can think of a bunch of examples very recently of like people that have, they're they're riding well um, and then say, say they ride well on the weekend and they have a race the next weekend. And because they're not training as much, they'll see like CTL go down and they're like, my chronic training loads going down. I'm losing fitness. And I'm like, calm down. Like you're over, you're giving one metric way too much attention right now. Like, how do you feel? We're gonna do a workout on Tuesday, and then you're gonna go in and you're gonna crush it on Saturday. And I think sometimes it's having ourselves like just do a little bit less. It, it less is more in that situation. But like you said, you got to listen to your body and and do what it feels uh, it needs. Which is when do you think you could do that? How far into your training do you think you could? So the junior years might have been tough because you're like a you're a young person at that time, and maybe not like you know you're not maybe like training training but like how long till you could listen to your body and feel like you understood what it was telling you if that makes sense I think you have to make a lot of mistakes <clears throat> it's really that's how you how you learn and uh,
1: I know my body now uh, quite good so also sometimes the, the fatigue can really late. so mm-hmm. actually you, you you try to go in the tape and say oh I'm good I'm good at but then suddenly, boom! The second day or the third day, you feel oh shit! Um, I and I had this also. So sometimes I start, for example, before the first race, because now the last three weeks I'm really pushing, pushing a lot. So that's why I started this time a little bit earlier to come a little bit down to see how my body reacts, and then I can do also close to the race uh, quite good training. But um, yeah yes, I think yes to to make mistakes. Uh I had a good example in two thousand thirteen but I had a good team after Tour of Austria when I won. There was the world championship in September. So I was really pushing six, seven hours full gas. Really crazy things. And then I was so tired and so so fucked that I do five days only one hour. Only one hour. And then on the weekend I I won the race. I was really again on myself but then i needed it because i felt so tired mm-hmm. i say i need to do one two hours easy because otherwise i i blew up right and then on the weekend boom i was i was fucking mm-hmm. strong again and uh but you have a feeling and in track i learned also that i was pushing it over the edge and then you okay next time okay be careful with this training or that training
0: um How many hours were you doing when you were like, when you talk about riding too much, how many hours a week do you think that was was around? In track? Yeah.
1: Oh, I don't know. Because actually, uh, what what I see in in the world today, we didn't train so much from hours. Okay. Because uh, also when I first get the training plan for November, December, it was like 12 hours, 14 hours. And I was thinking make a joke because I think I'm not a junior anymore because in November I was also training a lot but we had some periods where we trained really really good 30 hours or something but in general no uh, nothing crazy Uh, between 20 25 hours uh, that's still a lot no I mean sometimes less but uh, yeah but 20 hours it's if you do three-day blocks, you go three hours every day. On the rest day, maybe one, two hours easy, and mm-hmm. you have it. It's not, so, it's not so so crazy.
0: What do you think is a small thing that you've changed that's had a big impact on your training? You've kind of alluded to a few different things of, like, you know, the the weight and doing less. Does anything else stick out of, like, just a little micro change that had a macro result for you? Uh be more relaxed mm, in general I love that uh,
1: and uh, because I was also I was always too much focused or too much crazy with the cycling and everything has to be perfect and I was really crazy about that mm-hmm. so and then uh, also when I came in the world I saw see all the, the good riders everybody's relaxed everybody nobody's stressed even, for example, when we, when we come to a race, the day before, I always, when I come to the hotel, oh, I need to go to the, on the bike training, boom, boom. And then say, no, we eat lunch and then make siesta. And then at four o'clock, we go on the bike. Nobody was dressing. Nobody. I was already, uh, but that now I'm more, more relaxed. Even if I'm, I do one time, one hour less in training or if I do, do one rest day more, I'm, I take it more easy than than before and because the training is anyway so so stressful and so you have to try to make uh your lifestyle also a little bit more more easy and more relaxed sometimes i'm I'm a little bit too relaxed now but uh i don't get crazy too much now
0: oh man i need to take that lesson i'm like i get too like you know man a lot of people have talked about this too which now i really need to like soak this in like trying not to be so scheduled and like i gotta do this at this time and this at this time and this at this time and it's probably like another thing i've tried to be more flexible in my day-to-day life um it makes it more calming and it's kind of something over the past year i've been trying to just like be more calm not let ripples in the day like throw me for a loop and i think that's a really good thing to hear especially applying to race day and not wasting unnecessary energy being nervous or anxious and so that's that that's a really good one no one's given that yet i like that a lot um what's uh so i can then maybe another good question that stems from that would be since you're becoming more relaxed and like do you have a race routine, or do you just kind of go with the flow of what the team's doing, or anything that helps you feel like, okay, I'm ready to do this? Or are you racing so often that it's just second nature? You show up at the start line and you're ready to go.
1: No, and actually, it become a routine. I'm not nervous anymore. Or you do the the plan with the with the team, uh, with the breakfast and everything. And no, I'm. I'm quite, yeah. uh, I take the 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 food really uh, serious. What I have to eat, and I have to prepare everything. Uh, I do my own bottles and uh, to make sure that I. Sometimes I bought by some products by myself because sometimes the team don't have the best, or Mm -hmm. sometimes they don't have what I want. So
0: I try to organize. Sorry to cut you off. I cannot say
1: that. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but uh, for example, if the, I don't, <laughs> I don't say, uh, tolerate like gels with a lot of fructose. So I try to make really the only the, the, the macro, mm-hmm. uh, gels or nowadays with the, with the beta fuel, uh, mm-hmm. to really have the, the high cups in the, in the bottles. And that's the only thing I, I try to take care. Of. And, uh, no, for the races,
0: I'm not nervous.
1: I, because uh, I always keep in my mind that uh, even if you have to win a race, the worst thing in life than to win a race, Hundred percent. And so if you that if you keep that in mind a little bit, it's much more easier than the race.
0: So. Hundred percent. It's um yeah, and it's more easy. We're talking about food, what's your favorite pre-race dinner and then breakfast? Uh,
1: dinner is uh, I do it. Quite simple rice, i really uh uh rice in the morning uh a little bit porridge and also rice again, so really simple, maybe some yogurt, but uh so just rice for it, dinner uh yes, wow it, sometimes because sometimes um you can do this uh, I don't know in English the uh, the uh, low residue size like you. You you don't need vegetables, no salad, so you get you get all the no fiber. I guess yeah, yeah, more or less. you become also a little bit lighter, uh, especially on the on the mountain stages. but so at yeah, the end, I don't know what's the English what the word But uh, you have not so much bulk. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, the um like puffiness. The uh, Adam Hansen was talking about this. A shout out to my buddy Josh. He had messaged me that. I think have you ever heard Adam Hansen said he doesn't he cuts all fiber for like two or three days before big mountain stages so that he yeah it's like the, it's like the
1: same that i do yeah, okay
0: okay so... And
1: in general I keep it really really simple really uh that's really light to digest so it's yeah it's it's sometimes a little bit boring in a stage race but uh um but. It's, I really avoid uh, a lot of salad or just rice, maybe a little bit meat or eggs, so, but really, really simple. And in the morning I do only a small portion of porridge and then I do yeah, the the rice and some yogurt and that's it.
0: So you were talking about eating more carbs to make sure you have enough energy to fuel. Do you carb load or do you lean your diet towards carbs? or doesn't sound, it sounds like you don't eat that much. And I'm like really curious about this. No, no, I eat a lot. I eat all the time. Okay, thank you. I need to
1: No, I I do a lot of snacking. I say I I don't maybe I don't eat big big portion for dinner or lunch, but in between I eat all the time. What uh, are your snacks? Uh, wow, well, from yogurt, rice cakes, uh, chocolate biscuits, like <laughs> all the time. what I found, but, uh, the only thing I I try to avoid is a little bit the fat. Okay. I don't I don't no I'm not crazy, but I think you can overshoot it quite quite easy. Mm-hmm. If you are uh, eat the uh, yeah the chips or a lot of chocolate or a lot of uh, like the really the cake the the lot of a lot of cream or something, then you can really overshoot your calories. But because it, during the day you get anyway a lot of uh, fat. Mm-hmm. the oats uh, the eggs. There the and so, uh olive oil on that so that i I'm only looking a little bit that i, I don't overshoot it with the with the fence that's the the only thing
0: ooh, that was a good one. Thanks, Ricardo. Really appreciate your insights. And hey, everybody, if you are listening on iTunes, can you take a quick second and leave us a review? Hopefully it's a five-star one. And for everybody out there, please share this with a friend. Tell somebody what we're doing. We're just trying to help you get faster, become a better cyclist. And we really appreciate your help. Thanks so much. Have a great day, guys. We'll be back with part three later in the week.